Greetings and salutations in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Welcome to Wednesday Night Live. Boy, it's going to be a good time tonight. I hope you guys are ready. I hope you all are ready. We got to, let's give a shout out, give a shout out to our online audience tonight, man. Just let them know that, uh, just let them know that we appreciate them, amen. Hallelujah. Boy, we got a lot of announcements and I hope I don't miss any. Uh, So let's get right into that. They're having, now through July 26th, they are collecting school supplies for the train kids. Amen. Let's give a shout out for the train kids. Woo! They want to be able to supply each child with a backpack filled with useful, useful supplies for the coming school year. So please help them meet this goal so they can, we can be a blessing to the kids and families in this community. There's a drop-off bin as you walk in the front doors and also has a list of the supplies needed. Amen? Man, that's going to be... Well, we just got all kinds of ways to sow seed around here. Amen? We're, uh, we're going to keep going, though. We'll get to offering here in a minute. Hallelujah. Uh, now, let me jump over here to my handy-dandy church app. Church center right there. Look at that. Hallelujah. I'm moving up. I'm moving up. Okay, we got uh, Train Christian Academy is now enrolling. We have Train TV. Let's be sure and get on there and check that out, man. That's a real blessing. Intercessory prayer. On Tuesdays from 9 to 11, amen, and my favorite, of course, Overcomers on Thursday night, hey, I'll tell you what, that's been a, that's been a blessing, Holy Spirit's doing the work, we're breaking chains, busting down walls, running through troops, amen, got a marvelous team that's working with me, and man, I'll tell you what, it's a blessing. And, of course, this week starts our first night of the Holy Spirit experience. Hallelujah. So get ready. Get ready. Tonight's the night. And then on Friday nights, starting this Friday, July the 7th, outdoor family movie night. Amen. Hallelujah. Be a good time. Come out. Bring the kids, the family, lawn chairs. And uh, refreshments, whatever you want to do, kick back and watch, uh, what is that, Mario? Mario. Hallelujah. And Pastor Bob is doing Bob's Burritos on the 16th, so prepare for that. Get some of Pastor Bob's good breakfast burritos, amen? And there's... For anybody that wants to, because we always want to offer you some place to sow. We always got to sow seed. Uh, I believe you'll see Pastor Bob for it. We're taking donations for the Philippines, or sowing seed for the Philippines trip. Amen. So look to Pastor Bob for that. And I know there's one more, but I am not... I'm not sure what it is, so but I will stick with that. 
I, I will find out and get back to you. Amen. Amen. Guys, it's my favorite time. It's offering time. Hallelujah. That wasn't quite as exciting. There we go. That's what I wanted to hear. Hey, here at Lake Church, man, there's always some place to sow seed. Amen. Amen. March chapter 4 tells us that that the kingdom of heaven is like a farmer planting seed. Amen. He goes out. He scatters his seed. He works all day. He goes to sleep at night. He raises up. He doesn't know how it works, but he just knows that as long as he does what he's supposed to do. Sometimes we just not have to concern ourselves so much on what we don't know and focus on what we do know. Amen. So, amen. Because if you do what you're supposed to do, you till the soil, you tend to your seed, you speak the word, you're going to get a harvest. Amen. And then you get to get the sickle out and bring in the harvest. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So I know we're going to have a good time tonight. Oh, ways to give. We have the church center app, man. That's it's really it's really been it's really been a blessing. I just used it through the whole service getting announcements and stuff. It's pretty cool. I'm moving into the 21st century. 22nd century. It's one of those, one of those two, man. Hallelujah. But uh, we have the uh, text to give. So, and there it is right there. Do that one. We have the envelopes on the seat backs in front of you. And we also have a bucket back there that you can throw money into. Boy, just fill that bucket up and be a blessing. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Father God, we just love you and praise you. We thank you for what you're doing, accomplishing, manifesting in our lives, Lord. We thank you for uh, your great and precious promises, Lord, in the name of Jesus. And, uh, Father, we just ask tonight that you bless the seed that is sown. And we just ask, Lord, that you prepare the hearts, you prepare minds, you prepare. Open ears, Father God, for what's going to come forth tonight. Because we are expecting of the Holy Spirit tonight. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Good evening, Lake Church. How are we doing? Well, I'm excited because tonight we get to hear from someone that we truly love and always are honored to have them in the house. The Yoders are with us in the house. Isn't that good? Amen. And um, we have taken the month of July, and we're going to focus on, of course, the Holy Spirit's about, is in everything we do. But, you know, we need to emphasize the ministry of the Holy Spirit now more than ever because the days are short. And the things that we're seeing in the earth, we need to realize that we need to be people that operate in the power of the Spirit. Amen? And uh, so for the last two years, this is going to be his third year being with us in July, and uh, he has taught us about the Holy Spirit. And uh, like I said, uh, Sunday, 
don't shut down because you've heard the stuff multiple times. Realize that it builds and builds and builds until that eureka moment comes and you just go to a whole nother level. Amen? And uh, so I'm going to give him all the time that he needs to be able to minister. So let's give a warm welcome to Reverend Marvin Yoder as he comes up to bless us. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It's good, great to be here. Great to see all of you tonight, man. I'll tell you what, it's a delight when people come, and it's just, uh, it, it's, it's really hard to preach to, to the walls, and so we're, we're really delighted to see you here tonight, and, and those of you that are watching online, we're so glad that you're here as well, and uh, thank you, Pastor Greg, for the invite to be here, and we're excited um, what, to see what God will do, and uh, we are... Uh, we have been traveling a lot, and uh, of course, that's what we're called to do, and so we should be doing that, and so we're glad for that, and uh, we just got in from Illinois this week, and now we're here, and uh, I think we'll be in Missouri uh, later this month, and then later this month, um, I think the 27th, we leave for Brazil. And so that is a dream come true for me. I remember as an Amish kid on the dairy farm, sitting there milking cows, dreaming of going to Brazil. And so this is a, a dream come true. And so we're so delighted to, to, to uh, have that opportunity. And uh, doors have opened up to us, and we're thankful for that. And so we're delighted to be here. We're as excited to be here as we are to go to Brazil and, uh, or any other place. We, we know that God has called us to be in certain places at certain times. How many of you know God arranges divine appointments? And uh, I believe that God arranges divine connections, uh, people that, that you connect with that will help you. There's, a, there's an ability, I don't know what... There's a supply that flows uh, between people and uh, uh, certain people. However, you've met somebody. I mean, you disconnect, and, and there's something they bring, you something you bring, and it's just like that. And there's a flowing together. And I feel a greatly pr- great privilege to. I feel like there's a divine connection between Pastor Greg and I. And uh, we, we, we do, every time I get around him, he builds me up, and, and so I do my best to bring my supply as well. Amen? Praise the Lord. So how many of you are, have heard me before? All right. And so that means most of you. And so anyway, we grew up, uh, for those of you that don't know, those of you that may be watching, we grew up Old Order Amish with a horse and buggy. And we um, uh, couldn't wait to get a car. And uh, we got one at kind of about the earliest uh, opportunity that I had. I did get a car. And uh, so, you know, uh, God had some plans. We thank God for that heritage of hard work and, and uh, family values and uh, 
you know, helping your neighbor and all of that. But I'm also so glad that we are in the family of faith. Amen. And uh, because there are so many exciting things in happening in the family of faith, God is moving in this hour. And uh, I know it's easy to get caught up in the things that are happening in the world. And if all you watch is the, is, the, is the Internet news or the evening news or whatever it is, wherever you get your news, if that's all you watch, you're going to get disheartened. But if you keep reading the Word of God, the good news, let me tell you something, God uh, will never be outdone by the devil. Darkness will never overcome the light. Amen? And so we thank God for this time that we're living in. It's a tremendous time. And so some of the things, you know, we're, we're talking about the Holy Spirit, and, and I'm going to share some wonderful things, I believe, that thrilled my soul and just made a difference in my life, and I trust that it will make a difference in your life as well. How many of you know that in that every church and every individual has multiple things that you have to face and take care of? I mean, you are not, you and I are not one issue people. We have issues. And uh, so, I mean, you know, seldom do we just have one challenge. We have several. And uh, how many of you know that many times we don't just have a need, we have needs. And, and so many things need to be done in our lives. And uh, there are, as a result, there are many things that God needs to do and many truths that God needs to share in our lives. We thank God for pastors like uh, Pastor Greg that that sees to it that multiple things are addressed in church. Uh, there are a lot of churches. I have to tell you that it's amazing what is not taught or shared in those churches. And as a result, people are walking in less than what they, uh, what God planned. So we thank God for churches like this where, where the truth is being shared, many different topics, many different subjects. I watch on Facebook the different things he puts on and all of that. And, and so... Um, so those those things, it's not just any one thing. You know what I'm saying. So when we present something, uh, it is it it may we may focus on it at the time, but you know there's also other things that are important as well. Now, what we'll share tonight in these uh, sessions, uh, the rest of the month, uh, it is not the only truth that this church needs. But I have to tell you, these are going to be important truths that we do share. Uh, They're not, not, uh, I believe, not uh, insignificant for the times that we're living in. And so having said all of that, uh, I just want you to uh, encourage you, get your expectation level up. Uh, I'm just... uh, I'm speaking here tonight, but I'm also on the inside listening to what the Holy Spirit is saying. And uh, so, uh, so uh, let's begin tonight. Uh, I'm going to begin by just observing 
uh, the condition of America, the nation, and the church within America. And uh, it is a crisis hour for the church right now in America. And why is that? Uh, it's because the church is, is not able to fix itself. Okay? Uh, our nation is not able to fix itself. The, I don't believe there's any human solution for the nation's problems or the problems in the church. Uh, we need divine intervention in our own lives. I mean, if we can't fix our own own things, uh, we cannot expect our church, or our or the church, or our nation uh, to be able to be solve problems to be solved by by human effort. And so, we need divine intervention, and and we acknowledge that, don't we? And that's why we show up on a Wednesday night for church. And, uh, you know, to, to, to see what uh, the Holy Spirit uh, encounters all about. And so, but here's the problem. Here's the problem. We acknowledge the need for divine intervention, but here's the problem. In 2021, Cultural Research Institute or Center of Arizona, uh, they're, they're located in Arizona Christian University, and they found in a survey that out of 176 million self-identified adults who say they're Christian people, 58% of them contend that the Holy Spirit is not a real living being. That's a problem. That's a real big problem. That means that, uh, what is it, 42% do believe, and we thank God we're in that 42%. Amen? Our life is better because we're embracing uh, the reality of the Holy Spirit. Now, here's an interesting uh, thing that uh, is also shown in that same survey, uh, they, uh, they surveyed uh, people in the evangelicals uh, segment of Christianity, and, and very surprising because uh, they, they, they would say that they are sticklers for the Word. You know, they, they, are, they, they believe the Word. Matter of fact, they're famous for saying, we have the word, and that's all you need. But here's, here's what the survey found out about evangelicals in their belief about the Holy Spirit, and that is that uh, 62% of the evangelical people do not believe the Holy Spirit is real. It's even higher than just across the board. And, and so then you get into groups like this where we could call ourselves disciples. We show up on a Wednesday night to be to taught the Word and to see, and we're open to the Holy Spirit. And, and so the, I'm glad to say the majority of people like us are, uh, uh, do believe, uh, we do believe in the Holy Spirit, uh, but, but there's still... They found out that even amongst people like this and about, you know, spirit-filled people and, and uh, word of faith and uh, charismatics and some people call themselves full gospel and some of them, you know, um, 
you know, they're not sure what they are, but they show up anyway, and you know, you know what I'm saying? But anyway, of those people, 39% still have no idea that the Holy Spirit is real, a real being. And so, so even amongst those who do believe the Spirit of God is real, we find many who have acted like they're waiting for the uh, Holy Spirit to arrive sometime, at some point, as if He had not yet come. And, and so unconsciously, many have acted as if He were not present. And so, uh, I, I know that uh, sometimes people get into things, don't really think it through, and so sometimes we end up singing songs, songs that are not uh, not exactly scriptural. How many of you have noticed that? I'm not being critical. Sometimes we say things that are not exactly uh, scriptural, and so sometimes we sing or uh, songs or talk about or wish for the Holy Spirit to come, and we're hoping He'll come soon because we have great needs. Now would be a great time for Him to come. And so it's important. It's important for us to locate where the Holy Spirit is because there the supernatural is possible. Amen. You see what I'm saying? And so it's really great. The, the Scriptures speak prophetically of the coming of the Holy Spirit. And I'm going over this again because, again, we've got to get this settled in our hearts because I find that in church it's easy to embrace an idea or a truth, but when it gets out there, out there in the world uh, and, and we're living our lives, individual lives, and challenges come and we're faced with a crisis or an emergency, uh, uh, if we don't build certain things sufficiently within us, they don't rise up within us and help us to go and keep going in the right direction. Uh, so, so we keep hearing it. We keep going over it. Matter of fact, uh, one of the lessons we have planned is to talk to you about how the Holy Spirit reveals and integrates truth into your life so that it's there and it becomes the bedrock for you to stand upon so that you can uh, withstand the wind, the storms, and all of that. And it's a tremendous thing to be able to build that within us. And so... So here we, uh, here we are tonight, and we're going to start kind of at the beginning in the sense that we're reminding ourselves of where He is. And so uh, prophetically, the Scriptures speak of the coming of the Holy Spirit. Ezekiel looked ahead to our time in Ezekiel 36 and verse 26 and 27. He says, I will give you a new heart and, and put a new spirit within you. I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh, and I will put my spirit within you, cause you to walk in my statutes, and you will keep my judgments and do them. Isn't that that interesting? The, the, uh, uh, The Holy Spirit would be given to them, and they would be able to do what they hadn't been able to do before. And so, so it's a tremendous thing. And then you uh, go forward a little bit in Joel chapter 2, 
Joel chapter 2 talks about uh, uh, the Holy Spirit in our time as well. He says in Joel chapter 2, verse 28 and 29, he says, It shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters uh, shall prophesy. Your old men. Your old men shall dream dreams, and your young men shall uh, see visions. And also on my men servants and my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days. Again, we're ta- looking uh, when when that was spoken. It's looking into the future. These are future tense verses, speaking of something to come. And so it's something tremendous. It's, it's ap- actually very foreign to what they have at that time. Very different. And so, and then even you fast forward to what Jesus said. He said in John chapter 14, verse 16, uh, he makes these statements. And if you really want to know uh, about the Holy Spirit and learn about him as a person, read John chapter 14, 15, and 16 in those verses where the Holy Jesus talks about the Holy Spirit. There he reveals a person, uh, one like himself. And so, John fourteen sixteen, he says, I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper. But I say another helper, that he may abide with you forever. Again, this is a future tense statement, okay? This is not yet happening. And then he goes a little later, John chapter 16, verse 7. John 16, verse 7, he told the disciples he was leaving. And here he tells them, uh, he observes that they were sorrowful. And and then he goes ahead and tells them in verse 7, Nevertheless, I'll tell you the truth, it is to your advantage if I go away. In other words, what I'm about to do will work out great for you. Work out, some translations say, make it better for you. One translation says, it will be best for you, okay? And so, uh, he said, for if I do not go away, the helper, everybody say the helper, will not come to you, but if I depart, I will send him to you. Again, it's a future tense. It's not yet happened. All of these verses are before Jesus' uh, death, burial, and resurrection. And so, so, so Jesus is speaking now of realities that will be in place after his death, burial, and resurrection. Matter of fact, his redemptive work on the cross will make all of this possible that we've been speaking about and what the Old Testament has been speaking of. And so... Uh, um, William Barclay said this about the word helper. Some translations say comforter. Others say advocate. Others uh, say counselor. Various names. It's a difficult word to fully get the picture of. But William Barclay says it meant, uh, uh, meant, uh, meant or refers to one who puts courage into us. 
It's not somebody that just simply sympathizes and, and, and holds us while we're going through difficult times. Thank God for that part, you know. But, but it's a much broader meaning of the word. The word comforter has narrowed our idea of the work of the Holy Spirit. But it's a much more. It's, it's one who puts courage into us. Listen to this. He goes on and says, one who ab- enables us to be brave. How many of you have ever had a need for that? Help me be brave, Lord. And one who empowers us to cope with the chances and the changes and the struggles and the battles of life. He has, he goes on, he observes as well that time has narrowed the meaning of the word helper. But the word was intended to mean that the Holy Spirit gives us strength and courage to meet the demands of this exacting life. Is what he says. Another person said it this way. He is called in to render service to help in a situation uh, with which a man by himself cannot cope. He goes on and says, he will keep a man on his feet. When left to himself, he would collapse. Isn't that a beautiful picture? He holds you up. Holds me up. He, now listen to this. this. This is a great statement. Are you ready for this? Come on, reach up there and touch your ear a little bit and say, I'm getting ready to listen real good right here. Look at your neighbor and say, you need me to pull your ear. Uh, no, don't do that. Don't, don't, don't do it. I mean, you can ask him. But, but anyway, he says it. Now listen to this. Are you ready? He says the Holy Spirit enables him to pass the breaking point and not break. I got to read that again. I said I got to read that again. He says the Holy Spirit enables him to pass the breaking point and not break. I'm telling you. I think, I think, I think I'm going to help myself one more time. He says here, he enables a man or a woman to pass the breaking point and not break. Testify to your neighbor. He helps me not to break. Say it this way. Because of him, I will not break. Hallelujah. I might have passed my limits, but I haven't passed his. Mm-mm-mm. I'm telling you, man, I have not yet tested the outer, outer banks or the outer uh, uh, limits of, of, of what, what he can do. We have not come anywhere close to, to, to the limits that of what he's able to do. And so it's so exciting to know that we have someone, Jesus speaks of someone who comes, who is mighty, who's, who's able, who's powerful, who's, who is, who's able to strengthen us in time of need, who, who stands by us when others no longer stand with us. We, we still have one who's in our corner. And he who stands with us is greater than all those who have left and all those who may be against us. Hallelujah. 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 I want us to read another portion of Scripture. It's all right if we read the Bible tonight. Hallelujah. It's the best book you could ever read. In in, in Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2, verse 1. All of this, uh, what we've been talking about 
is looking forward to something. Looking forward to an event. Looking forward to a certain time. And so here we have uh, the, the account of the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. It says, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, or we would say actually had come, had actually come. That's literally what it means. It's not a, you know, there's no deep meaning on that really. But, you know, we don't go around saying, well, the day has fully come. We don't do say it that way, though. Well, it's actually the day has actually arrived now, you know, for what we're wanting to do. So that's how, that's what it means. And it says, when it had fully come, they were all, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound uh, from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire. And one sat on each of them. And they were all filled with the Spirit, with the Holy Spirit. And began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And what we have here is a record of the coming, the actual coming of the Holy Spirit to take His place in the church, in the earth, to be, to, to, to be able to, to come into people's lives and begin to work in their lives in an unprecedented manner. Never ha- had not happened before. Had not happened before. And matter of fact, this is what Jesus died on the cross for. And he made this possible for the Holy Spirit to come. Now, I'm going to submit something to you. And that is this. I will never take away from anything that Jesus did at Calvary's cross. I mean, it's a tremendous thing. We could talk about that until now, uh, until he comes back. And we'd still not sufficiently plunge the depth of what he did and what that means and how that helps us. But I submit to you that not only was the necessary for Jesus to go to the cross for our redemption, but it was also necessary for the Holy Spirit to come to dwell in us to complete the redemptive work of uh, that would that mankind needed. If we never had the, the the indwelling Holy Spirit in our lives, the the work of the cross would not be completed in our lives. It is the Holy Spirit who comes and He works in our life. He drew us in. He 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 actually does the work of of redemption in us, and we experience salvation. And now we are the uh, Paul said it this way: we are sealed by the Holy Spirit. In other words, the stamp of God's approval is is upon us, and so so we have been marked by God. Ooh. I said, Hallelujah. Marked by God. Hallelujah. He's taken note of us and put a mark on us because we called upon his name. And now he who, who, who was prophesied that he would come has now come. And he, the outpouring of the Spirit of God has come into the earth. And now we who believe will, uh, are free to be able to experience everything that he has. But he came. Now listen to me. You, you notice this, so how he came. It's amazing how he came. He came in a very dramatic, unexpected, and undeniable way. 
Listen to me. Uh, There are people who do not believe in the Holy Spirit. There are people who say, well, I don't know about the Holy Spirit. I think it's just safer to stay away from that. But do very, very few Christians that you would find denying the event where he did come. Even the ones who don't believe in Israel believe the account. And the re- he did now listen to that. He did not come so quietly or so secretly that he was not recognized. He did not sneak into the church so quietly that the people didn't find out. No, my friend, he made such a dramatic, undeniable entrance that even those who don't believe in him have to acknowledge that he did come. He did come. I said he did come. Glory to God. Somebody praise the Lord. He has come. This was a divinely appointed time for his appearing. His coming caused the disciples and the world around them to look up with expectation. Here he is. Wow, look at this. Amazing. He that was spoken of is now here. Talked about, talked about, prophesied about. And he's finally here. Now here. We lived on a farm up in Kansas. And every summer we had an aunt and uncle in Ohio. uh, And and cousins that, you know, were about our age. And and so uh, they came to visit grandma and grandpa who lived just a couple miles from us. and, And so they would come and we knew the day. They told us kids the day that he would they would arrive and and we lived on the county highway between uh the uh, between town and our grandpa and they were going to go to grandpa's and stay there so they had to drive by our place so all day long we were anticipating all day long we would look and see what time it is because they're driving it's going to take a long time to get there for all the way from Ohio in one day. We knew it was going to be chore time, uh, milking, get, getting ready to milk cows when they come. And so, but we, 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 we did our chores with one eye on the road. Because we're anticipating, expecting them to come. And all of a sudden, over the hill to the east of us, here they come. And they did not come quietly. When they were about a quarter of a mile away, they began to honk the horns. And, and the windows were down and they were waving and, 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 and hanging. And some of them were hanging out the window and, 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 and we're jumping up and down. We're excited. Why? Because finally our cousins had Come, we get to go fishing tomorrow, and we get to go have a big happy time. It's going to be great. How much more should we celebrate and be happy because He, the Holy Spirit, who has been prophesied, has shown up. He has come in. He has blown in. He's He's here. He's here now. I said He's here now. Woo! 
A.B. Simpson said this is the time of his special working. In other words, in this age, we may look for his unlimited operation. He's taken all the uh, holds off. He's, he's, they're, 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 in other words, it's, it's pedal to the metal for him. You know what I'm saying? How many of you know what pedal to the metal means? If you don't know what that means, just ask your neighbor. And he said this. He also said this, and anticipate toward the close of this age to see the mightiest triumphs of, the, of, of his grace and, pow- and power. In other words, the best is yet to come. Come on now. I look upon, I look upon world conditions. I look at the nation, the condition of our nation. I look at the, uh, at the headlines and, and so and so's doing this and so and so lied about that and so and so, uh, uh, tried to do that and got caught and so much, such, so, so many people, this and that and all of that. The time you get done, it's a dark picture, but listen to me, listen to me, and it seems like the darkness is increasing but I want you to know I'm not uncomfortable with the darkness increasing why because it has to get sufficiently dark before you and I reach for the light switch and I'm telling you we're coming to a point in this nation and in this world where people are going to reach for the light they're going to look for somebody like you who has the Holy Spirit living living in you, and you are going to be able to bring the light to them and be able to share the message with them, the truth of God's Word, so that they can receive the help that they need. Oh, I'm telling you, we're living in a good time. This is that which has been prophesied of. Hallelujah. The words, notice in Acts chapter 2, verse 2, it says, Suddenly there came. The word suddenly right there, I have to submit to you, is totally from a human perspective. Because it did not, it was not suddenly as far as God was concerned. It was finally. God had planned this before the foundations of the world. God had been putting things in place step by step, moving things, the whole, orchestrating the whole things of earth to this point. Right here, where the Holy Spirit could come upon all flesh. And, and, and then there's this word that I love. The word came. Suddenly there came. And then the English words described, you know, the, uh, the, the, the uh, fact that there was a wind, a sound, there was noise, there was wind, the fire showed up. Uh, power was displayed, tongues uh, were spoken, and, and so all kinds of, of, of things happened when the Holy Spirit came. But the word came in itself is an amazing word. It is a, it is a Greek word, genomehi, and uh, it means certain things, uh, several things. One is this, that the Holy Spirit appeared in history to take his place in uh, the history of mankind. In other words, he is undeniably taking his place. He is part of the history of mankind, part of the history of Christianity. And so we see that, that that word came means he appeared 
in a certain time at a certain event in history. It also means this, that the time that, that the Holy Spirit had come to arise to the occasion, to the occasion of taking Jesus' place and launching the church with his supernatural power. Now, when I say, I know some people uh, 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 would want to shut down on me when I say that he came to take Jesus' place. But Jesus himself said, I'm leaving and I'm sending one like me to help you. Where I helped you before, he will now help you. And so I'm not being, uh, uh, you know, uh, on the, even on the fringe when I say that. And so we must recognize he, has, he is able to arise to the occasion. How many of you have ever had, had something happen and you had to arise to the occasion? I remember when, when Rama called me, the Hagans called me and asked me to come and be the assistant dean at Rama. And, and, and I have to, I anticipated that there would be a learning curve. I just didn't know how steep it was. And I didn't, I, and there were literally days when I was, felt like I was hanging on by my fingertips. And so with everything within me and with the help of the Holy Spirit, we were able to arise to the occasion of, of doing what what was needed in that job. And so I have to tell you the Holy Spirit is able to rise to the occasion of whatever you need. You see problems in the church? The Holy Spirit is able to rise to the occasion of taking care of that. Amen. Hallelujah. Here's another thing about the word came. It means to go public. The Holy Spirit went public on the day of Pentecost. It's like the moment when a company with privately held stock announces a day when they're going to go public, and now the stock that was held by a few becomes available for whoever wants to buy it and wants to participate in it. Now he went public, and he's become available to all who will believe. Glory to God. And so that is an amazing, this word is so rich. This word came also means this, that he came into existence. In other words, he actually exists. It's not just somebody talked about, somebody unseen, somebody invisible, somebody we're just not sure. We've never seen him. Uh, the prophets talk about him, but, I mean, who knows what he looks like. No, he, is a, he has now come into existence. He no longer exists only in the Holy of Holies, in the Mosaic uh, Tabernacle, or in Solomon's Temple. He has now come. And he has come into existence to live, to dwell among whosoever believes. Hallelujah. And I like this next meaning. The word came means to uh, bring a finishing touch or to finish something. In other words, he came to finish. Can I say this? to finish the work of redemption by coming to indwell the believer, the one who accepts Christ as his Savior. Now, he who helps us to live the Christian life has actually come into us 
exists in us. And now he is able, he is able to help us. When we read something in the Bible, how many of you have read, read some straight, pretty straight comments in the Bible? There's some really straight ones there. You know, some of them we just tend to read over a little faster. It's just too, too uncomfortable to dwell there. But you know, the Holy Spirit is able to help you with the toughest of statements that's in the Bible. The most difficult instructions in the Bible, the, uh, the most challenging truth, he is able to help you with that and to integrate it into your life. And so he comes. And, he, and, and here's the other thing that he does. He is able, he provides the finishing touch of bringing the miraculous provision that Christ made available at the cross into our lives. In other words, the miracles, the healings, the, the, the provision, the safety, the, all of that, salvation, deliverance, freedom, all of that is now he provides that. In other words, he comes, I like to say it this way, what Jesus did at the cross provided all of that for everyone, but it takes the Holy Spirit to come, to dwell in us, to minister to each one of us individually in a way that you and and I can receive it. He individualizes the work of the cross in our lives, meaning this. He helps integrate it, helps us. He knows what issues that each one of us have to deal with. He knows what questions we have. He knows what um, lies of the enemy that have been fed to us early in life. He knows the religious ideas that have been fed to us and that now we have to, we're faced with undoing those things. It's amazing. Mm. He's able to help us. And I like this last one, this last meaning. The Holy Spirit came upon the stage of human life and he made his debut on the day of Pentecost. Like an actor, he has appeared on stage to perform his role. And he performs, uh, he performs according to his script, which is the Word of God. The Word of God. This is the script that the Holy Spirit goes by. And he performs his lines as written in the Word, doing what the Word says he will do. It's amazing. He is an, he's the one who does that. Now, here's the other thing. Listen to this. The Holy Spirit comes. He appears. He manifests on cue. In other words, when it's time. He never misses a cue. He's never late. He, never, he doesn't say, you know, I was busy helping so-and-so with a crisis. I just forgot about you. He'll, you'll never hear him say that. He's able to take care of everybody all at the same time. And he comes just as an actor appears and performs on cue. I was, I was a little boy going to school, and we had this Christmas program, and I was elected to be one of the selected to be one of the shepherds. And so, three shepherds, we came in and we knelt there by the manger and so forth. And right where I was at, I was able to look out the front of the stage, and off to the side, there's this giant Christmas tree. 
and underneath it are tons of gifts. Uh, We had names exchanged, and I'm sitting there not paying too much attention because that tree is in direct line with my sight, and I'm thinking about the gift that I'm going to get, and I missed my cue to leave the stage. And when I finally woke up and realized the other two uh, shepherds had gone, I got up and departed quickly, and I was met by my school teacher who had no Christmas spirit at the moment. None. Mm -mm. Hope she got it back before Christmas Day came. And so in Acts chapter 2, the Holy Spirit came supernaturally with noise, wind, fire, tongues, and power. He came. He's, you see, he's not always the still, small voice on the inside. He comes with both words and demonstration. Reinhard Bonnke said it this way, the Holy Spirit is action. He is the wind of heaven, which is always moving or it would not exist. Hallelujah. It's always moving. Always moving. Look at your neighbor say, always moving. You say, well, how come? I know there's always people in, certain, in, in, in a crowd that would sit there and think, well, that's all well and good, preacher, but, but, but I'm, didn't have, let me just, I'm just thinking about my life and all the problems I got and the bills I got to pay and all the stuff I got to deal with, the pain and all of that. And we don't want to minimize any of that. Uh, the issue is this. People have questions. Why does this not, why is this what you're describing not happening in my life? Why is my life not reflecting what you're talking about? And that's a legitimate question. And it's because there has to be certain conditions in place for the Holy Spirit to appear in a person's life. And so I, I have to say it. Number one is because the Scriptures reveal that it is God's plan for him to do so. You know, God planned for him to show up in your life. He really did. It's part of God's plan. He did not design Christianity without the Holy Spirit. You are to, you, the Holy Spirit is to show up in your life. But there's one more condition that you uh, must meet if you want to see a significant amount of the Holy Spirit's work in your life. And that is this, that he shows up because of an audience. You know, actors, when they step on the stage, there's an audience for them. They have met the conditions, and uh, there's certain conditions even for actors in the natural to show up on the stage. One is to have an audience that's willing, you know, to, 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 to watch. And so the Holy Spirit... Uh, uh, is looks for an audience of one or more who have enough faith to believe and speak the word in the name of Jesus. You know, it's so easy to speak uh, things that are not that are not in line. And we can talk about the problem. We can moan and 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 groan about the hardships of life, but those are not going to change things for us. It's when we start speaking the word, even when we don't feel like it. Even when we don't feel like it. Even when, when, when you rather cry. Even when you'd rather give up. Even when you'd rather just be silent. E- even if you just say, just leave me alone, let me die. 
Listen to me. It takes speaking the word and expressing the, uh, if nothing else, you just say what the word says. Why? Because where the Holy Spirit finds faith, there he appears. He performs for individuals and multitudes alike. In other words, this doesn't just work in church. It's wherever you are as a believer. You have a full right to expect wherever you are for the Holy Spirit to appear. If you will believe what the Word of God has promised and speak it out of your mouth. No audience is too big. No audience is too small. Listen to me. He is both willing and able to perform wherever someone exercises faith. And, 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 and you know... Uh, We like to say it this way, that our participation is by faith. In other words, our participation in the process is that we decide to believe what the Bible says. And that allows the Holy Spirit to begin to perform his role of what the Word says in our life. Amen. And so, so here's what Smith Wigglesworth said about faith. And, and the Holy Spirit. He said, faith is the open door through which the Lord comes. And then Reinhard Bonnke again said, he said, where there is faith in the Word, there he finds his natural environment. The Holy Spirit, that's his natural environment. In other words, where if you want to look for him, find someone who has faith. You'll find him there. And and then uh, A.B. Simpson says, we must trust the Holy Spirit and expect him to respond to our need. Just as we expect the air to answer the opening of our lungs and the sunrise to meet us in the morning. And so, we are, we, we, God is looking for faith. The Holy Spirit searches to and fro, looking for people who would dare to believe the Word. Amen? Dare to believe that he's real. Dare to believe that he can help you with what you're facing. Dare to believe that he, will, he is able to help you overcome the battles of life and the chains that want to hang on so, so tightly. And the enemy comes and whispers and says, you're never going to get that broken. You're never going to get away from that. And the Holy Spirit can break those chains. He, wherever a person finds... We lived in a house so ugly that we don't have any pictures of it years ago. I'm serious. We don't... We, listen to me. It was an ugly house. It was a, it, it, we, it was a landing place. We didn't have much. And, and I got a hold of some truths while I was living there that changed my life. And from there, we began to, 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 to move forward. But I would drive into the driveway. I'm in traveling ministry, and I'd come home. We didn't invite anybody over because we, it, it just was not very nice at all. And, um, uh, and so I would drive into the driveway, and demons would literally scream at you, We've got you now. You'll never get out of here. And I'd pull in from a road trip uh, in my vehicle, and I'd sit there in my vehicle uh, for, for, for a few minutes until, you know, just uh, uh, screaming back at them. I learned a long time ago, you can't let the devil out talk to you. And if the devil starts screaming at you, you need to get louder. How loud should you get? Until you can't hear him anymore. 
Listen to me. Don't put up with his nonsense. And I'd scream back at him. I said, I will get out of here. I will move out of here. In the name of Jesus, I will move out of here. You cannot hold me here. I believe the promise of God. I believe the plan of God shall come to pass. I'm coming out in the name of Jesus. And the power of the Holy Spirit moved on our behalf. Because we spoke the word. And one day, we got a call. Says, we'd like you to come and be the assistant dean at Rhema. We went from an ugly house. Come on now. You can go from where you are to where God has you in one day. One day. One day. Joseph went from the prison to the palace. In one day. Suddenly God moves. Suddenly the Holy Spirit shows up. He is faithful to perform his word. Stand up on your feet if you would. Hallelujah. Somebody who just like Jesus. You remember when they when Jesus came riding into Jerusalem, they spread their clothes, they they sang praises, they declared the goodness of God. And I'm telling you now, listen to me. They they got ecstatic, they got excited, they were jumping up and down. They were not dignified, they were not formal, they were not stoic. They were anything but that. They got extremely carried away with their expression of celebration, their demonstration of celebrating the coming of Jesus into Jerusalem. And I have to tell you tonight that one like Jesus, uh, one like Jesus has come to be in our midst. And I believe it would be right to celebrate his coming. Somebody begin to praise the Lord right now. Somebody begin to lift your voice and begin to thank God for the Holy Spirit being in this place tonight. He is in our midst. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lift your voice big. Lift your voice loud. Lift your voice and declare the coming of the Holy Spirit is here. He's here tonight. He's right here. Hallelujah. We celebrate His coming. We, we, we celebrate what He does. We celebrate Him living in our lives. We celebrate the, the, what He does to bring the promise of God in our lives. We honor Him. We give Him His place in our lives. Just hallelujah. Hallelujah. We praise you, Father, that you have sent the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus, we, we glorify you. Thank you for sending another one just like yourself to come and take your place to be with us, each one of us, to be here to do the works of Jesus, to do the work that you talked about, to help us with every instruction in the Word, every need be met, every every challenge will be overcome in the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, we thank you, Father. 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 Hallelujah! 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 Glory to God! Woo! He's here! He's here! He's here! In this house! In this place! Glory to God! Hallelujah! In this place! Hallelujah!
Oh, hallelujah. 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 He's here. He's here. And he didn't come empty-handed. He came with everything he is. He came with everything he's got. He has what you need. Listen to me. If you'll believe tonight, you don't have to leave without what you need. Listen to me. There are some of you, the Lord has, 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 has spoken to me. He said to our people here tonight, you need the touch of the Holy Spirit in your life right now. In the name of Jesus, you'll begin to acknowledge his presence right now. In the name of Jesus, right now, acknowledge his presence. Say, I thank you for being here. And I thank you that you're able to help me in Jesus' name. And here's the good news. He is ready. He is able. And he is willing to help you with what you need right now. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. You're helping people in this place right now as they acknowledge you. Hallelujah. You help them to make adjustments. How many of you know adjustments need to be made sometimes? How many of you know correction needs to happen sometimes? And you know the correction of the Holy Spirit is wonderful. He knows how to do it and make us glad to do it. Isn't that right? Isn't that something? He draws us along. And he said, I'm here for you, but this has got to change. Isn't that right? Hallelujah. How many of you are just glad to make a change when he, when somebody comes to you like that? He said, I'm not against you. I'm for you. That's why I'm bringing this up. It's got to change. If you'll do, then I'll be able to do more than you ever imagined in your life. It's worth it to make the change. It's worth it to make the adjustment. Hallelujah. 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 I keep getting this. Somebody's dealing with with some stomach issues, you've got, you've got either ulcers or some kind of uh, uh, digestive issue. I don't know what it is exactly, but if you've got that kind of a problem, I want you to lift your hand where you're at right now. And just uh, the Lord wants to minister healing to you right now. Don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed. Uh, yep, I, I see that hand right there. Uh, uh, it's Is there a couple other hands right here? In the name of Jesus. See, here's how. Sometimes the Holy Spirit pinpoints some things like that. Why? Because he wants to help you. And he knows where you're at and how to get his healing to you. Amen. And so I just want to tell you, those of you that lifted your hand right now, just lift them up again. Those of you that need that healing touch in your hand, in your, in your, in that, in that area right now, just lift your hand up and acknowledge that he who's able to help you is here right now in the name of Jesus. It's right here. Right here. Hallelujah. He's right here. He's able and willing to help you. I'm going to, I'm going to, the Holy Spirit sometimes has us minister a certain way because he knows that you'll receive it that way. If, if those of you that raised your hands, I saw you, there's three of you. If you'll slip out of your seat and come right down here on this side and, and we're going to pray for you, we're going to lay hands on you and we're going to pray for you. Somebody's dealing with some head issues. I, I don't know if it's just headaches or if it's some kind of injury or something, but some kind of head issues. If you'll come over to this side right now, we're going to pray for you right now.
now in the name of Jesus. And just come as the anointing is here. When he speaks those things, the anointing is here to help. In other words, the, 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 what do we mean by the anointing? It is the joining together. It is the joining together of the Holy Spirit into your life to fix what needs to be fixed in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Stretch your hands out towards these people right now. We're going to pray for these people. Glory to God. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. What is it? What did you say? What is it? In the name of Jesus, right now. You ready? Just lift your hand up to the Lord right now. Say, I'm ready. I'm ready. Right there. In the name. In the name of Jesus, right there's a healing power flowing in your life. In the name of Jesus. Oh, yes, let it flow. Just let it flow. Just sit there and let it flow. In the name of Jesus. How long have you had this? Seven years. Seven years? Seven seven, Seven years too long. Lift your hands up. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name. Are you ready? Are you ready? For the touch. Right there it is. In the name. Right there. In the name. In the name. That's stopped in the name of Jesus. And I command healing power to flow in your life now. To divine, divine intervention. Healing flowing in your body right now. Right now, in the name, here, in the name, right there, right there, right there, right there, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Anybody else? I know there was somebody else with a hand up on the stomach issues. Anybody else? I know this lady over here, she's dealing with that. Uh, Hallelujah. Yes, ma'am. What is wrong? Headache. Headache? In the name, watch this. How long have you had it? Three years. You ready for it to go? (laughs) Free in the name of Jesus. Right there. Free. You foul spirit of oppression. I break that band off of you. Of oppression off of you. You are free in the name. No more. Now watch. In the name of Jesus. Lift your head up. Look around a little bit. Where'd it go? Not here. It's not there now? First time in three years? Somebody praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You're free. You're free. I said you're free. Woo! In the name of Jesus. You don't think a headache much. You just try having it for three years. How you feeling? You feel great? This whole... Yeah. Is it working on you? Huh? Yeah? It's working on you, isn't it? Hallelujah. You ready for another dose? In the <laughs> Whoo, in the name. Just let it flow. Yep, yep, yep. Just let it flow. Don't don't worry about things. Don't worry about that. Just let, just, just, ha, ha, ha. He knows where you're at. He knows what he's doing. He, he's, he knows. He meets you right where you are. 
in the name of Jesus. No need to be afraid. No need to be anything. Just relax and let him work on you. From the top of your head, soles of your feet, declare all of that straightened out and every evil thing gone in Jesus' name from this day forth. Hallelujah. Let's lift our hands up and praise the Lord. God is a good God in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Just praise him right now. He is a good God in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. How many of you know the work of the Holy Spirit is progressive, meaning that he ever unfolds and ever, ever causes the plan of God to, to, to become clear and continually endeavors to take us step by step into the next plan. Isn't that right? And so we're tremendously glad that he doesn't require us to do it in one giant leap. Amen. In the name of Jesus. And I just get this right now. Some of you have been seeking God as to what the next step is for your life. I want to pray for you. Just lift your hand up to the Lord right now. I sense there is a number of people. And then I see that in the name of Jesus. And I want you to get ready to receive. I want you to believe the Holy Spirit's able to get you to the next step. It doesn't mean doing something crazy. It doesn't mean going off without some kind of counsel or disregarding the sound wisdom that's in the Word of God. But we do depend on Him to open the doors and to to unlock situations so that you you are able to walk in it. Are you ready? In the name of Jesus, lift your hand. All of you that want in on this prayer, you lift your hand right now. To God, let him know I'm in on this in the name of Jesus. Those of you that are watching, lift a hand, hold your hand out in front of you. Some way, let God know that you want him in on this prayer in the name of Jesus. Father, right now, we pray in Jesus' name for these people. We loose the power of God in the anointing upon their lives in the name of Jesus to work mightily. In the name of Jesus, the steps of a good person are ordered by the Lord. And so we thank you right now that you're ordering these people's steps. You're enabling them to take the steps. And you open doors that no man can shut. And you go ahead of them even now. And you're making room for them and enabling them to step into that place. Where the door was closed, we declare it open now. Where, where there seemed to be no way, there is a way. In the name of Jesus, right now, Holy Spirit, uh, open their eyes. Some of you, some of you, the door is open already. But what you need, you need your eyes open so that you can see the, uh, that, that which is there for you. Sometimes we're blind to these things, okay, oblivious. So in the name of Jesus, 
uh, 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 we pray for these people where those doors are already open, but they've just not noticed it. We declare their eyes are open in the name of Jesus, that it is being revealed to them by the power of the Holy Spirit that they may be able to, ta- to, to walk through those doors and step into the next thing that you have in your plan for their lives. We thank you for that, Father, right now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And one last thing that I want to do is that I sense this, Pastor Greg, that uh, the Lord spoke these words to me and told me to tell you to get yourself ready because there is a door opening. There's an opportunity coming, and it means a step up. It doesn't mean you're leaving here, okay, everybody? Relax, okay? It means this, that in addition to this, there's something coming, and if you'll get yourself ready, you'll be ready so that you're ready to step into that. For there you have been found faithful, says the Lord. And he has called, looked in your direction and said, you are the person that he will wants to raise up for that particular thing. And so it is now as you seek the Lord, Lord, I'm getting ready. I'm not just getting ready for this day. I'm getting ready for that day in the name of Jesus. And so, Holy Spirit, you are the equipper. You are the preparer. And so he has the word and the spirit. And so we declare that even now the preparation has begun, the equipping is even now happening, even from the top of his head to the soles of his feet, in the name of Jesus, hallelujah. And I prophesy this, Brother Greg, that there'll come a day when you'll look at the, you'll look at the work of the Lord in your life and you'll say, I believe that I've been changed into another man. Hallelujah. I'm not like I was. And that is how the work of the Lord is. Isn't that right? How many of you would testify, I'm not what I used to be? Isn't that something? But we're talking about a dimension, a step that God has in his plan for their lives. And so I'm just prophesying that to you. I'm t- just prophesying what I heard and what I, what I saw. And hard for me sometimes to describe what I see. And so, um, many times my human words fail to sufficiently describe it, but enough for you to get hungry about it. (laughs) Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. How many of you know the Word of God makes you hungry? Amen. Lift your hands one more time. How many of you know we got three more sessions to go? Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Woo. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. Can you believe it is 817 and I better give it back to Pastor Greg. God bless you. Praise the Lord. Well, before we close out, we want to ask any of you that have any kind of prayer need in your life, if you need to be born again, Filled with the Holy Spirit. I believe this will be a great time to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen. If you are not. And uh, if you need deliverance in your life or healing, we have ministers that will be here at the close of service. And they'll be able to minister to any need that you might have. Amen. And uh, praise the Lord. I just see this building and building and building and building. 
And uh, one of the things that you need to understand is that when we begin to minister the Word of God in these ways is that you need to use your divinely inspired imagination and begin to see the flow of the Spirit flowing throughout your body. When I'm speaking to my body, when I'm speaking to things in my life, I see through my Spirit-inspired imagination I see the Spirit of God ministering and flowing, and I see His power. Sometimes it looks like electricity. Sometimes it looks like a glow. Sometimes it looks like, but it's in my mind, I begin to see it. And just as when hands were laid on you, you don't need to necessarily see myself laying hands on you. You need to see the Holy Jesus, the Holy Spirit. How would Jesus do it? Because the Holy Spirit is another comforter. He is the alos, one of the very same kind and species, just like Jesus. And if Jesus did it in his earthly ministry, the Holy Spirit does it in his ministry today. Amen. Praise God. God is good. Amen. Now we've got a bucket in the back and you can also give through the various ways to the the Yoder's ministry. This is a ministry that is specifically and uniquely gifted by God to usher in a new level of awareness of the Holy Spirit's presence, power, and purpose in the church. It is vital that we have this. It's vital that we become in tune with the Holy Spirit. Amen? And so you can give by text to give. we got uh, you know envelopes on the seat backs. And Jerry back there, we call him Tiny Dancer. He is back there. He is ready to receive your gifts and just give liberally because this is a ministry that is good ground to sow into. Amen? Hallelujah. This Sunday, Pastor Kevin will be talking about the Holy Spirit experience. And then next Wednesday, we'll have Marvin again. So I encourage you, be a part of these services. Let them build in your life. Don't ever say, well, I've heard that before. That, that, that means you haven't heard it. Because anytime you've truly heard something, you have an appetite for it. You know what? I haven't stopped eating steak. I haven't stopped eating lobster. Come on now. I haven't stopped eating shrimp just because I had it once. There's people that treat the Word of God like, oh, I've had that. Well, I'm going to have it again. I can have a cheeseburger every day. Amen? Hallelujah. I won't, but I would, I would if I was left to my own devices. But God is good. Amen? It's been good to be together. Amen? Hallelujah. Father, in Jesus' name, we just thank you. We thank you for ushering in a fresh awareness of what we already have. Not something we're trying to achieve, not something we're trying to grasp, something that's already within us. We are not thirsty. We are not hungry because the Spirit fills us and satisfies us. Give us the awareness. Open our eyes to the sufficiency of Jesus. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Praise the Lord. You're dismissed. God bless you.